Hey everybody, welcome to Sudbury Stories. Sudbury is full of amazing individuals that are doing some incredible things and making this city a better place. It's my goal to get the word out about the good news stories local to Sudbury and highlight those individuals like Adam here that are having an impact and making Sudbury a better place. Correct response. What is my hometown, Sudbury, Ontario? Adam is a doctor of chiropractic. He's, he's received his Master's of Science in the area of Applied Clinical Nutrition and a Bachelor of Science with Honours in the area of Biology. He's a CrossFit Level 1 trainer and gym owner, and we'll talk about both those things. He's passionately interested in all things related to health, nutrition, and fitness. He received uh, the 40 Under 40 Award a few years ago now, <laughs> uh, and as well as the Bell Business Excellence Award for Best Business Startup. He's played a large role in the, the now annual Battle Beyond the Barbell, a CrossFit team competition run annually that's raised over $40,000 for the Janice Foligno Foundation, which is just amazing. And when he's not working out he's, or lifting, he enjoys spending spare time with his wife and business partner, Kristen, son, Gavin, and dog, Lucky. So we're very lucky and very fortunate to have Adam on the mic with us today. Thanks for coming in, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. First time on a, on a podcast or? First time on a podcast, yeah. yeah. You're, you're an avid listener though. I know you, I've even got a few texts from you where you're like, Dave, I think you find this podcast kind of interesting. So yeah, I appreciate that. And I'm excited to get you on the mic today. So tell me about it. So, uh, so Sudbury's not been home for you. Sudbury's been home for how long? Since 2011. 2011. And what was it that attracted you to Sudbury? What made you kind of relocate to Sudbury? Uh, I'm from Mississauga and I wanted to escape the big city. <laughs> so this gave us a chance to, or gave me a chance to find like a cottage country type place. Cottage country living. That still has like the big city amenities like a movie theater and a Costco <laughs> and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Some of those things that you can kind of get your, your fix in that you need, right? Exactly. Fantastic, fantastic. So 2011, you're done school at the time or what's, what, where are you at with your life at that time? So at that point, I've practiced for a year, almost a year. Almost a year. And yeah. did you didn't run your own practice in Mississauga, did you? Or were you working for somebody, or how did that work? Sort of. Yeah. Uh, I started working for someone, and then on the side, I was renting a room from uh, Element CrossFit, yeah. which was the gym I was going to at the time. Um, and they had some space, so I was like, hey, you should put a chiro table in there. Yeah. And so we did. And uh, yeah, I spent a lot of days with zero patients but it goes its way up well fantastic and it's it's well it's all like a couple things that just to pull out of that is you've always had the side hustle so right from the get-go you've 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 kind of you know had your your full-time gig and then a side hustle gig but also the other thing is that you've always had that marrying of the gym and crossfit sorry the gym and chiropractor for you right so like that was kind of one of one of your strengths and then coming to Sudbury what, what came first? Was it the chiropractic? Was it the gym? Like what, what, uh, what was the chicken, the egg? What was the first thing that came about for, for you and Sudbury? Um, I kind of like scoped it out ahead of time, but my, like, I always joke my real job is as a chiropractor. Yeah. I spent the most time trying to become one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely looked ahead and saw that there was no, um, Cross. CrossFit gyms within like the Sioux was the closest, the Sioux and Penitank. And this is 2011, I think you said? So 2011, and actually, I remember you first coming to Sudbury, and, and I had heard from CrossFit from only one other individual, and he might even be listening to that. That's Craig, my brother-in-law. But other than that, nobody had ever heard of CrossFit that I was aware of. So CrossFit was such a, like, it, it was, it's so popular now, and I think everybody's kind of heard about it, whether it's a mem or whether it's kind of a, a joking way or whether they actually do CrossFit. Um, but so tell us, what the, what's the CrossFit scene like in 2011? In 2011, it was tight. Uh, <laughs> not existing. <laughs> yeah, not existing up here. Down south in the GTA, there was probably like maybe a dozen. 
half a dozen to a dozen gyms and like all the owners, even all the athletes knew each other. Really? Which eh? was kind of neat. It was a, like a really nice community right from the get-go. Yeah, so you'd go to like a competition that someone was putting on and you'd know, hey Dave, how's it going? How's your <laughs> training? Blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, so I had reached out to Chris Cooper who owned a gym in the Sioux. Yeah. asking like, what's it like running a gym in the north? Um, he has like a huge mentoring business now. Um, so he helped me out a little bit. It wasn't established at that point, but I think he kept giving away free advice and was like, I need to turn this into a business. But anyway, so I moved up here and, uh, where I was renting space for my clinic, there was like a little garage out back. It was more like a shed, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, would, yeah. I don't know if you'd call it a garage. Yeah. It was like a wood shop, apparently. Yeah. yeah. With uh, like no heat and uh, low ceilings, but I was like, that's going to make the sweetest gym ever. <laughs> you got to start somewhere, right? So, yeah. so, you, so you were working as a chiropractor over at the clinic. You weren't running a clinic at the time though, right? You were working for somebody? Is that how it came about? I was renting space. You were renting so actually, space. Like, I took over an established practice. Okay, perfect. So you were running your own business and then the chiropractor dream. And like, how'd you go about getting your first member? Do you uh, remember that? Did you start dating or? <laughs> <laughs> that, that can work out, I guess. Eh? <laughs> I think it's usually against the rules, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Kristen was the first member, obviously then. Uh, but like, like, do you remember the early days? Like who was the first few people you had through the doors and how did that go about? Uh, I made a website. So you started with a website, started online. Yeah. So 2011. Built a website. People were like searching on Google and things like that, or maybe even YouTube at the time. So, so you built a website, you built a presence and you just kind of, people came, they feel yeah. the dream stuff that you build it, they Pretty will much. come. And then I think through like local connections that, I mean, it only been a couple weeks, but, uh, like I knew my friend Jason. Yeah. And then I knew you at that point, and I think it just out. kind of yeah. spread out, eh? Well, which is it's awesome to see, and like you met, you commented that like Southern Ontario was such a, a hub for a network, and that it was always a very close network in terms of the people that were at the gyms and that kind of thing. And I'm sure Sudbury, even without the presence, the first few members are the ones that like would have recruited the next few members probably. So it kind of you know once you hit a tipping point, then that's that allows it to at least kind of build into something a little bit larger at that at that time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we've still, I don't know if we've ever advertised. Like, we've, yeah. <laughs> Which we've is done fantastic. an article for the newspaper or something like that, but, like, we didn't pay. Like, it was just a... It wasn't, a, like, you're not doing Google AdWords or something like that around no. CrossFit. <laughs> I think I tried for a week and I couldn't figure it out, so... <laughs> I was like, ah, this is too, too much work. I'll just go talk to people. <laughs> just focus on doing what you do, and, and clearly you guys are doing a good job of it, so so that's fantastic. Um, so if we if we kind of circle back to... So the first, like, so, so 2011, so we're talking almost a year, almost at a 10-year anniversary. We've got a couple of years left, and you'll be at your 10 year anniversary which is fantastic you're on your third location now as well is that that's the, yeah that's we true. moved twice twice and so tell me what that growing pain is like what is what has been some of the highs and lows of kind of growing a gym from you and your a, a potential wife or eventual <laughs> wife to kind of what it is now like because right now how many members are you at at the CrossFit Sudbury gym uh, I'm not 100% sure I think we're close to like 120 which is fantastic like yeah. like it's 120 people in the one comment and, and I get a lot of people in the community even in friends would be like oh you're doing CrossFit watch out that's bad for you and I'm like well you don't understand like one of the best parts about what like what and I don't go to the gym a ton but when I I, I like to keep thinking of something that uh, one of my friends uh, Vince Mirabelli mentioned to me he's like Dave one hour of the gym is 4% of your day so I always try to think of that I'm like can I get one hour in the gym and it's only 4% of my day can I dedicate 4% of my day to getting a little bit of fitness in my life and something that's going to make me a little bit healthier in, in the end but one of the things that I love about CrossFit Sudbury is 
it's, it's not a gym where you like, sure, we're doing Olympic style lifting and that kind of thing, but it's, it's, it's so much of technique before, like before anything else, you know, like, like you and whoever's the coach of the day is going to be like, Oh, Dave, like shut that down. You're, you know, you're <laughs> like, it, you don't have proper form there, you know, to decrease the weights, do whatever you need to, to focus on the technique first and foremost. So, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone associates CrossFit with just intensity. Intensity, right? To, and, yeah. I, and that's like, sure, I'm sure there's gyms that have that, but it's it's not not my experience at all from at least your gym. So Yeah, and it's like one of the core tenets of CrossFit, which gets overlooked a lot, but it's like mechanics first, then consistency. Yeah. Like we'll tell folks that, you know, I'm going to teach you how to move, and then I want you to consistently move well. And if you're doing that, then I'm going to tell you to go faster or heavier or whatever. Yeah, and but it's, it's yeah. really getting that, that technique down first and foremost, right? And, and even like today, like, it's just like, I can feel my shoulder just, you know, so I'm like, okay, less weight, just make sure I get that, that I can get the movements done, you know, close enough to what they're supposed to be. And then that, you know, focus on, on that first and foremost. And the other thing that I think is so cool about CrossFit Sudbury is it's small, it's small class. Well, I'm sure you'd like to be larger in terms of number of people, but like you, you show up there and there's four or six or 10 or 12 people in a class. So it's almost like you're getting that one-on-one instruction the entire time you're there. Yeah, yeah, like the massive classes are 12 people. It's exactly. like, oh man, there's so many people here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, is there any more rings here? But that's like, that's the best part about it is where like you get that one-on-one focus from it's almost like one-on-one coaching. Yeah, and it should hopefully be that way. And it's like, you know, you start off one-on-one and then you kind of titrate down to two-on-one and four-on-one. And depending on when you come, you might still end up with a one-on-one session. <laughs> when it's a partner workout, that's not the best thing, but it's a, I've done a few yeah. one-on-one sessions as well. So so that's fantastic. So so, uh, so about nine years in, in building the business, that kind of thing. So what's what's been some of your highlights and what's been kind of some of the lowlights or what's some, been some of the struggles for you over the, over that uh, that time of building that business? Uh that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, there's always like the risk sorry, that you have to take with like, so we, I mean, it wasn't hard to grow from the tiny little shed <laughs> to our first like proper space. Yeah. But then from there, you know, we doubled our space and like, that was kind of scary. It's like, well, we need another 20 members or something like that in order to break ends meet. Yeah. And it's like, well, we can make 20 members. Come on. <laughs> and then, well, last year, year and a half to two years ago, we started the process of moving again. And then that was like another big risk, um, both with changing locations and then also taking on more costs and that kind of thing. But I don't know. I think you, when you start your own business, you need to have a certain amount of risk tolerance. Yeah. And just being like, wow, like, I don't know. We'll make it happen. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So as you've grown and as you like build from one site to the next site to the next night site have like has the chiropractor and has the physio side of things like that is so what's the, that business is called again it's called health uh, what's the name of the the chiropractor and the the uh, the clinic the we call the, real life health real life health yeah yeah so like how is real life health what's been the growing process like for that as crossfit as crossfit's grown it's been pretty good yeah so it started out with just me yeah and like I was renting space and then I had the gym separate and then it didn't make a lot of sense to constantly be traveling so and I wanted to put it all together because that's how I had it in Mississauga yeah um so we did that and then I wanted to hire a massage therapist because we had a couple extra rooms that kind of sat empty so we did that and then eventually I convinced Kristen to come join me which like she told me she would never do but uh, that's worked out really well yeah, so far so good anyways <laughs> yeah. yeah um 
And then it's just kind of grown, I don't know, organically. So like our other physiotherapist, Stephanie, was a member first. All of our employees were members. And I was going to say, it's almost like this is how people, like you're, you're surrounding yourself with this culture and this group of this community and they like one feeds off the other, but then it's like it's a constant circle where the other one's feeding off that as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, so being someone who's not from Sudbury, having the gym has been a really good way to meet people. Yeah. So, and then you, you know, talk to them, you learn about what they do. Well, I'm a realtor, and like, oh, sweet. <laughs> now I know who to go to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Like, it's it's building that community. And, that, like, again, just from what I've, my experience with CrossFit Sudbury over the last, you know, five plus years or whatever, it's just like, it is a community. And it's just like the people that are there, you look forward to those high fives at the end of the workout. And even if I'm lying on the ground and I can't quite get my hand up to make the high five, it's still going to have those people that are around to be able to kind of support you on that. So, so fantastic. So let's go back to Battle Beyond the Barbell. So this is, was this the seventh or eighth year that you guys just did? I'm pretty sure this was the sixth. The sixth year? Okay. So we started in 2012. 2012. And take me through. So like, this is the kind of the, the, the charity, the outreach that you guys do for the community right now. And it's almost every year. It's an annual event. Every year we've done it. Yeah. So, so walk me through what's, what's, what's goes on before a battle beyond the barbell now. Yeah. Now, nowadays, like what, what does it look like? Uh, it starts early. How many people are showing up? Okay. So we had 20 teams of so you you got a hundred people yeah Yeah. people show up which is like amazing like and then how many volunteers are needed for for that many people I don't even know too many to count <laughs> yeah, probably a couple dozen yeah like so yeah. there's over a hundred people that are coming out to to the event and yeah. now you're hosting it right at the gym in the past I've shown up at the Laurentian track and you guys have had it a few different places I think even when you did it at Bell Park yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, not this year, but the year before was at Bell Park, and then the year before that was Laurentian, and then... You'll bring the rigs wherever you need to bring them, eh? <laughs> Yeah, it's been fun. It's, it was a good way to get outside. We were really lucky with good weather. Especially when you're doing an outdoor event. <laughs> yeah, so that was really, really good, especially because it's usually the first weekend in June. Okay, so it's, it's early enough in the summer kind of thing, so yeah. still hit or miss time. And then, so like walk us through, so what does a, a CrossFit event look like? How many, what are people like, what are the workouts like? How many workouts are they doing? Like, what does that would look like? So teams of four. Teams of four, yeah. Two men, two women. Yeah. Um, age doesn't matter. So as long as you're enthusiastic, we like you. <laughs> um, I make the workouts. I don't tell anyone why. Well, I tell like Kristen. A few people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to share these with your wife. <laughs> and then uh, we test them all. So I'll do them with Kristen, maybe a couple other coaches or some members that we know aren't competing. Yeah. Um, so the kind of like old school CrossFit way of doing things is you never you don't know the workout until either the day of or even just like briefly before it starts so you show up how much like i'm showing up first thing in the morning kind of thing if i'm on team of four and i'm going to be doing a workout i don't know what workout i'm doing at that time correct and i just like so what is it like what's kind of one of the workouts you've done in the past that like what would that look like yeah so usually the first one i try to do is a bit more of like a cardio based workout to get people warm <laughs> wake um, them up a little bit yeah you show up at eight something <laughs> like that the first event usually starts around nine yeah typically we'll have four heats um they'll be anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes each okay um so what does a cardio based uh, crossfit workout look like so this one we did a repeat this year and it was from three or four years ago yeah um people had to do what was it? 800 meter run. Okay. A 1000 meter row. Oh, uh, 150 double unders. I think it was. Yeah. So skipping. Um, and then burpees with a plate. My absolute most hated. (laughs) (laughs) And these are plate burpees as well. So is this like a team workout? So like they can kind of do some, uh, like one at a time or like, or is it one person per activity or how's that working? 
Yeah, so this particular one, there's kind of like four stations, right? right? The run, row, skip, burpee. And so each person starts at a station, you kind of like rotate clockwise once the person ahead of you is finished. Yeah. And then once all four people were done, um, if they finished, they went onto a bike and did as many calories as possible in the remaining time. Is that that Aerodyne biker? <laughs> so just as this little side note, like uh, one of the things that when you become a member, they, they, that Adam takes you through is kind of a fundamentals and he wants to test you on different, different uh, your mechanics and your, see kind of your level of fitness and that kind of thing. That Aerodyne bike is when you have your arms going with your feet going on the, on the bike and it's, it was my worst thing. Like, he, like Adam's like, okay, we're just going to go on the bike for a minute and see how many calories you can do. And like, I want to push myself. So I push myself as hard as I can for that 60 seconds. I think I was that. That's the closest to puking I've ever been in a workout, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure most people have kind of had that that air diet uh, response as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we still do it, but uh, sometimes like wait a couple days first before you do some people. Do that. <laughs> you you think that this little bike is not going to be you know? That's just like oh, I've i biked at home, but that's the, the, the with the arms and everything going at once. That's the one that can get you. That's for sure. Um, okay, well let's cycle back. So like obviously that's been a great uh, a great charity event, and for the Janice Felino Foundation. And how do you guys t- team up with the Janice Felino Foundation? Like what? What was the thought process behind that? Well, Janice was Kristen's aunt. So you've got a family connection, so yeah, that's obviously so, great, yeah. I can't remember exactly why we chose them originally. I didn't have it. Uh, I wanted to do an event. Yeah. Because Element CrossFit that I was from does a lot of events, and they're an amazing time. Um, so I thought, oh, we should do an event, and um, I don't know, for whatever reason, I was like, I don't really care about making money off of it, um, so we'll donate the money to charity. And then... Uh, I didn't know of a local one, but Kristen did. I think they had just established it the year before. So it was good timing. Two years, yeah. yeah. Um, and since like $40,000, man, that's a lot of money to raise in the community. So good on, good job on you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's been unreal. Like the response has been really good. The support from all the gyms in the north, even just like Sudbury folks coming out that day. Because like it's a weekend in the summer, almost. Yeah. No, fantastic. That's awesome. Um, and if we kind of, uh, if we circle back to, so pre-2011, you're still going through schooling at the time. Because like what you've got, and you're kind of somebody that's constantly believing in learning, right? Like you've got a lot of letters behind your name right now. Yeah. So like discuss that. Like, is that always, has learning been a passion of yours? Like, did you always know that you were going to go into something in Cairo? Or like, like how did that, how did that all come about? I was a biology undergrad. Yep. Uh, so I got to about third year, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I think you always, you know, most people in the science field are thinking, oh, I'll be a doctor. Um, so I started talking to my GP and some other doctors that I had known. And the general message was, um, like, it's a lot of work. Make sure it's something that you really, really love. <laughs> yeah. Because if it's not, then it's not worth it. Like, yeah. if, if you don't enjoy going to the office, then why would you do it? It's too much work. And you don't make enough money, like... It's not a dog professional money. athlete. <laughs> you make the money, but it takes you a long time to get there. And so then I talked to some chiropractors and started exploring other areas. And my best friend's mom was a chiro. Um, so I talked with her and she was like, oh, I did the best job in the world. I love every day. I never want to retire. And talked to a couple other chiros, same kind of message. That's awesome. Um, so I was like, well, this is something worth looking into. Yeah. Um, and it was like it worked out really well I was like a B student really in high school and undergrad um, like I always joke I'm like the dumbest person I know that made it to university <laughs> and now you're successfully running multiple businesses <laughs> well, yeah and I think and it's come down to I've learned this lesson a bunch of times through myself and others is that like when you find something that you're passionate about 
and that you would learn for free, uh, all of a sudden you start getting A's. So. And that's the, one of the biggest things that I circle back to all the time is like life's a long thing. Like do something that you want to do. And like I see all these people that are like, I, I kind of get frustrated that, you know, you'll, you'll be in grade 10 and like you're kind of forced to make a decision if you're going to the university path or the college path or whatever that, that looks like. And, and even like you go into grade 12 and you're deciding what to do as your major. And I, like I, I kind of like to look back and be like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm successfully running multiple businesses right now. And I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm really enjoying these right now, but you know, maybe in 10 years or 15 years, I want to do something else. And like, like just having that flexibility to, to not think that you have to do a job for the rest of your life is a nice thing. So do what you're passionate about, find out what that is. And I think do, do, like reflecting on yourself and knowing what you, what, what you like to do is one of the biggest things you can do at a young age. And if you know that at a young age and you know, you want to be a biology or a chiropractor, then jump in. But it's a uh, life's a long thing and you don't want to be doing, you don't want to be forced into a job that you're not enjoying every day. Right. So I think probably having the side hustles and like the gym and things like that. And I'm sure it comes with management headaches that can be there as well. And things like that. It's not just a fun thing to own a gym, but yeah, it's it, fun. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been a little bit ADD, ADHD. Um, so having something else to think about is just doing one and crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so having the other business is nice. Cause then, you know, if I'm working with someone and then they stop showing up on either end, I'm not like, what else do I do? Freaked out. <laughs> what do I do? Do I have like weird teeth or something? Or I'm just like, oh, it's okay. I'm distracted over here. I've got to work on this business. There's a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, eh? No, fantastic. So let's kind of talk it through. So starting in Mississauga, renting a room. In Sudbury, what's been like, what's been some of the, the highlights of running and owning your own business in Sudbury? And what's been some of the, the like maybe some of the challenges that you've kind of noticed in, north, in the north versus what there was in Mississauga? As far as running the business? Running yeah, like running any business or like growing a business or like has there been challenges unique to Sudbury that you found? I guess you didn't have too big of a picture yeah. in Mississauga before, but... Yeah, so I wasn't super established or anything, but um, space... Space? Space in Mississauga, like, I don't know if you've ever driven to Mississauga, but... <laughs> there's a lot of demand. <laughs> yeah, but there's like industrial park after industrial park, like commercial space, industrial space, whatever, so... There's so many vacancies that... Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's almost like the tenant's advantage. I'm pretty sure they pay, uh, like, per square foot lower rent than we do up here. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So I don't have any, like, back, yeah. to back that up with. At least uh, in 2011, that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I'm talking to other gym owners, they, yeah, they're like, oh, what are you talking about? It's not, a, it's not hard to find a space. Yeah. Um, so finding the right zoning and finding the right... So, uh, size and shape. Because when you guys moved into the, the last building, that was about, what, almost two years ago now, was it? Or a year and a half ago? Yeah, we started the whole process. We moved in Halloween of last year. Okay. But we'd already been in for a good six months before that. And so, like, what was the process dealing with the city like there? Was Did you have to do any rezoning, or did you have to deal with uh, the city from, like, a parking space or anything like that requirement? Yeah, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> was it a challenge, or was it uh, something that, would, like, they were very helpful with, or what was the, that experience like? Um... I imagine it would have been easier if I was more familiar with the whole process. Yeah. I mean, you find people to help you out, but there's still the process, so you have to go through all that. We did a... I think it would have been a little bit different if we had to rezone completely, so we did a special, what are you called? Yeah. So we're like a... I don't a know, C2 or C2, or and then yeah. there's like a dash, and then a number, and that's us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and from my understanding, that's easier than going from like an I to a C or from a C to a whatever. Yeah, we actually did the same thing with this building here and it was almost a year process for us kind of thing too. And it wasn't the full rezoning. It was just a minor variance is what we needed in the end. So yeah. yeah. And then there's, you know, new rules, which are, they exist for a purpose. So one of them was like having a barrier free bathroom. 
um, which is expensive, like necessary, but yeah, it wasn't cheap. So that's like, okay, I guess we got a budget for that now. <laughs> All these things that you kind of realize as you're going through the motions of, you know, creating your own business space, right? So, well, that's fantastic. So, uh, so what about if we kind of circle back to your first member and now your wife, Kristen, like in, she's not only your, like your partner, she's your business partner and you see basically each other all the time kind of thing. Like what, what's, is that like, is that an amazing thing to be able to kind of work with somebody that you're, you best friends with or like how, what's that process like being able to work together all every day? It's all of, overall, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. There's like challenges here and there. Yeah. Um, where, I don't know if we disagree. We generally agree on most things, but getting there is the, the challenge sometimes. I think because we're coming from two different angles. Yeah. Being in the same space all the time is not hard because of our professions. We're always in our own rooms. Yeah. And actually, like, this is something that, like, even pre- preparing for this interview, like, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit it, like, I've got lots of friends in Cairo and physio, is, like, I still don't know what the difference is between a chiropractic and a physio, but, you know, so, so, like, take us through, like, is that something that a lot of people ask, or, like, what's, what's that, uh, like, I know, like, one's kind of going to be focused more on the spine and on, like, on movements around that kind of thing, right, but what, what is the difference between a chiro and a physio, like, if you get that question asked of you? Oh, uh, different schooling. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, like, so, like, the schooling to get there is, like, it, what, what, pre, what, what is a chiro going to treat versus what a physio is going to treat? Like, what, how does that differ? It depends, to be honest. Yeah. From both sides. So some physios are very hands-on, um, doing more manual therapy, which would be in the physio realm, but also a little bit in the chiro realm. Yep. Um, some chiros are going to be really focused on exercises, which and stretching and, and correctives, which would be typically a more physio realm. Yeah. And then even from within that, you know, there's all sorts of different uh, approaches to how to practice. Yeah. So typically a chiro is going to be more focused on the spine. It's going to have spent a lot more time practicing manipulating the spine. Yeah, focused on, yeah. On the joints. Um, and that's a, that's a difficult skill to acquire. So I think you're dealing with the spine. That's a, a big, a big deal, right? <laughs> yeah. There are a number of physios that can do it as well. Um, but they just, it's kind of like a subspecialty in the physio world versus Kairos is kind of like our main gig with like the subspecialties being... Being everything else. Yeah, it could be acupuncture. Could, so there's a lot of overlap between the two scopes. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a good thing. We we learn from each other. You know I mean, I, it took me a long time to get there. Yeah. But uh, especially having a wife who's a physio, it helped. <laughs> Somebody that's an expert in that field that can't, can't be a bad thing, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's better to work together than it is to try to compete, which seems silly. Yeah, and that's actually one thing I wanted to kind of focus on a little bit, and it might just be because I'm at the age now that I feel like I know I have more friends, but there, is it more competitive now, the Cairo and the physio landscape in Sudbury? It just seems like there's so many Cairos and physios that are out there right now. Is that something that's... I'm just noticing now because I have more friends that age or has that always been the case? Um, I think it might just be something you're noticing. I think it's also something that like, like being on social media was non-existent as a Cairo. Very true. When I started out. So yeah. I was like, pop, I'm going to start a blog. Uh, <laughs> now those don't even really exist. Um, now it's podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's a little bit more awareness from the public. Yeah. And I think even when I started practice, um, Getting a referral from a medical doctor was a rare occurrence. Really? Yeah. Wow. There was like, there's a lot of history there that's not favorable either way. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think we're mostly past that at this point. I was going to say, I thought that's how like most people kind of like get introduced to physio or chiro. In my mind is they would say, the doctor would be like, okay, go visit somebody like this to, to get you some treatment that you need, right? So. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was a little step for both professions getting over ego and even like on an individual basis. Yeah. To not be so 
I don't know, in your own way that you're not willing to tell your patient, like, you know what, you need to go talk to your medical doctor. Yeah. Or for the medical doctors to say, hey, you know what, you should try physio or chiro before you have the surgery. Yeah. And so there's a lot more collaboration nowadays. Fantastic. That's good stuff. Well, let's bring it back locally to Sudbury. Um, and it's kind of an interesting perspective that you're going to be able to give because you're somebody that didn't grow up in Sudbury. You were from, you know, the busy Toronto area and now you're, you're relocated. Um, so but describe Sudbury in one sentence. Uh, hardworking. Hardworking. I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's been, uh, like, we kind of tapped on, like, some of your favorite parts about being in Sudbury is that cottage center and, that, like, the, that cottage place where we could be that big city amenities kind of thing. Um, but if you had to say what was your biggest change you've seen in Sudbury since so that 2011 to now, have you noticed change that, that's kind of occurred over that last almost decade? I have noticed, um, so I'm from Mississauga, the GTA, um, where like in high school the spread of ethnicities was like a quarter a quarter a quarter a quarter yeah um and i'm seeing a lot more asian folks become more diverse people. yeah it's amazing yeah it's, it's great um, so it's nice to see folks either i don't know if they're moving up from toronto if they're moving from abroad but it's uh it's nice to see the more variety in Sudbury. i think it's almost like immigration is live and well in Sudbury, and that's a good thing like we do recruit a lot of specialists and there's a lot of specialists that come in from whether it's Southern Ontario or overseas or wherever that have some really highly uh, amazing skills that they can bring to Sudbury, right? So yeah, absolutely. That's been fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, and if, uh, what would be the one thing that you'd want to see brought to Sudbury? Whether like if money was no issue. So like, is it, you know, more bike lanes and more focus, like more, would you want to see an NBA team here? Like what would you want to see Sudbury kind of get that we're missing now? Um, that's tough. I think, the the downtown in Sudbury is, to me, it's reminiscent of like a Toronto downtown. It's kind of impersonal. Um, you know, some folks really don't want to be there versus, and that's tough comparison, but like I drive through Port Carling on the way to my parents' cottage. Yeah. And it's a tiny town, but the downtown, like people are walking, everyone's out, like that's where everyone goes. Yeah. And I think Sudbury has that... Um, opportunity you know it's close to the water it's it's not massive so you can walk the entire downtown if you need to yeah um and there's a lot of great businesses there so it's i don't know what the solution is that to that like i have no idea what needs to be done but a more vast downtown would be yeah the downtown that Sudbury's like with folks come up to visit you can be like you need to go downtown and check it out yeah right I, like, I get so jealous of these big cities that have these cobblestone streets and stuff like that, that just, like, there's no road traffic, it's just foot traffic, and you go there, and it's just, like, it's just, it's just vibrant, you know? And it would definitely be cool to see something like that come to Sudbury, and, and I think, you know, we, we've made some strides to get there. Obviously, there's all, it's going to have its challenges, but uh, um, we don't need to get into the KED debate, but that's, uh, it's, uh, I think that's been debated enough, but it's, uh, it, it would definitely be nice to see a more vibrant downtown, I think. Um, and let's, let's kind of close up with some rapid-fire questions here. So, uh, from a weightlifting perspective, what's your favorite lift? Uh, power clean. Power clean? Why? Is there it's a reason? probably one of the easier ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reason. Uh, are you reading any audiobooks right now? Or bo- audiobooks or books? Simon Sinek has a new book out called uh, The Infinite Game, and it's like, I just came across this book, James Carr's Finite and Infinite Games, yeah. which has been out since like the 80s okay. or 90s. Yeah. Can't believe I'd ever heard of it. And it's the perfect example of like, for our gym and like obviously I see it through that lens yeah but like most people show up to our gym and they have a finite goal I want to lose 20 pounds yeah 
And then I think the mismatch is often that I'm trying to teach them to play the infinite game. You need to make physical activity a, a enjoyable right. part of your life. So that you don't give up on it. <laughs> yeah, and like the goal is to never stop playing this game. Versus <laughs> like, well, you lost 20 pounds, see you see later. See you later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come back to me after next Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what about a, Sudbury, a favorite Sudbury restaurant? Oh, that's a tough one. Do you have any? There's a lot. Well, <laughs> you're going out for, or like, with, with Gavin at home now, I'm sure you guys don't get too many yeah. date nights, but if, if you're bringing dinner home for one night and it was a special dinner, what would you guys do? Uh, respect is always good. Respect? Do you have a favorite dish there? Or? No. No. <laughs> Just everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, what about a favorite local festival or event? That would be on the barbell. Yeah. <laughs> but in addition to that, like, is there is there something that you guys, you're always out for Upfest or for Bluesfest or for something like that? Uh, most of the ones that end up at Bell Park, we walk to because we're not too far from it. Yeah. Even the stuff downtown, we can hear it. So we'll, we'll check it out. Uh, That's I don't know. I think the Summerfest is usually one we go to having a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in that same lifestyle right now, so I know that all too well. What about, a, are you guys watching a, a TV show or do you have a favorite movie or a favorite documentary? Right now, uh, we're watching Blacklist. Blacklist? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Do you have a theme song for your life? A theme song? Yeah. What would be that? Th- or if, oh. Is there a song that you're singing in the shower all the time or something like that? Like, do you have a... Yeah, there's a... Well, there's a bunch. But uh, <laughs> one of the ones I always come back to, G Love and Special Sauce, has a song called Peace, Love, and Happiness. Yeah. It's a good one. You should check it out. Awesome. Awesome. And last but not least... If you had Sudbury's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Let's all work together. Try to make this place somewhere everyone wants to be. Fantastic. Thanks a lot for coming in today, Adam. And uh, we're, we're excited to, uh, to, if you can, check Adam out. You know, where, where can they find you? Online still? Are you blogging? Or where, yeah. We still in- have our, yeah, so SudburySchoolFitness.com would be our website. Our business is the same name. Yeah. Um, you can also check out CrossFit Sudbury or Real Life Health. Um, yeah. And Google it. Maybe you'll find me there at one of those sessions too. But <laughs> okay, until next time, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Correct response. What is my hometown, Sudbury, Ontario? 